I can safely say that I've never, ever, ever changed a person. I'm still the same person. And probably that's the one valuable lesson I've learned over the years is, you know, just stay true to yourself. Just just be yourself. Don't try to be someone that you're not. And I think that's where an awful lot of people fall down. I'm still a John Bellan of, of 20, 25 years ago, you know. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being. The why and the how of health enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my self-development club. To learn more and to sign up, visit drmarkrow.com. So I'm really excited to be joined in the doctor's chair today by John Milan, hurling superstar and longtime friend of mine. I've been asking John to be my guest for many months and in fairness, he agreed immediately. But uh, for time and various reasons, it's just happening now. John, I'm delighted to have you here. I suppose I put you off for long enough. <laughs> What's the best part of the year I put you off? The power of persistence. <laughs> yeah, power of persistence, yeah. But uh, look, yeah, no, it's good to be here, the, the doctor's chair. When I'm coming into the doctor's chair, I'm asking you the, the funny questions. So uh, you're asking me the funny questions today. So I think if, <clears throat> if I was to start off, John, you know, if I was to think of one word to encapsulate John Milan, it would be passion and also free spirit. I've also always felt you've brought that tremendous passion and sense of free freedom and you know an, an adventurous spirit to your hurling career. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, well look, I suppose from a young age, I suppose I, I, I love the game as lover of all sports really. Mm. Uh, but I suppose hurling grew on me from from, from such a, a young age. Your, your kind of parents kind of instill it from, mm. a, from a young age and then you know you kind of go into the school environment I was in Stephen Street in De La Salle and then you know ended up uh, joining De La Salle from such a young age and it just uh, just spiraled from, from from there really and the love of hurling you know kind of really took off and you know from a club point of view uh, you know De La Salle were, were, were great to me and uh, you know it, it, it pushed on and opened the doors for me to, to push on and, and have a career at Waterford and I suppose from a Waterford point of view uh, you know I, I, I keep touching on it uh, I suppose the, the summer of 98 with Waterford um, really inspired me and mm. inspired you know my generation to, to push on and, and, and try and, and, and play for Ireland and uh, you know to bring that that passion and, and desire to, to try and do well for the jersey and anytime you put on the jersey trying to you know Represent, represent your people and represent your family and 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 do 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 proud. And you know, with five all stars to your name, you've certainly done that in abundance. Do you think, John, that um, you know, that your values and your your drive, that it really did come from your parents in those early childhood years? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I suppose, uh, I suppose. Look, well, I was I was an eighties kid. 
great time to be to be, to be raised in the eighties. But you know there were tough times too. You know, it was rare in Lismore Lawn. You were down, you were down Lismore Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was it was a lot of unemployment around. Mm. Time times were tough. You know, my father, father went to, to England. That was probably was 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 a difficult difficult time too. What age were um, you, John, when that happened? Yeah, I was uh, eleven. Eleven, right? So you know, look, it was that was that was that was hard at the time. Um, I'm sure it was. But uh, you know, it was, uh, how we uh, kind of adapt to that happening at, at such a young age. But um, you know, thankfully, it 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 made me uh, into a into a strong minded person. And I suppose, look, you know, you, when you don't get things easy as a kid. It makes you kind of roll up the sleeves and, and and try that bit harder, like you know. Um, and I suppose from 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 such a young age, I suppose uh, you know, I suppose things weren't, you know, I suppose the, the generation today, you know, everything is kind of handed to them, like you know. Mm. But back back in our times, I suppose you know, you had appreciation for anything you got, even you know, even around Christmas time, you know, there was always an appreciation for whatever 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 toy you got and I suppose look it was look, you know yourself, Mark, and I suppose there's other families back in back in the eighties there were there were tough times like mm, you know, but were uh, but we got we, we, we got through them and um you no, know, I think I think the kids back then and I suppose I can only speak for myself and probably others I went to school with, you know, it it made them made them strong minded people going forward. You know, in in the latter years, they talk about this concept called, and I, I agree with you hundred percent. By the way, that you know you can get that really strong sense of resilience from adversity, and you know they talk about post traumatic growth that we can actually grow from our setbacks and grow from the challenges and and cards that life inevitably throws our way. A hundred percent, I suppose. From 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 my point of view, I suppose. Look, look, life and life in general, I suppose. You know, is. You know, it's peaks and troughs. You know, you're not absolutely. You're, you're, you're going to hit road bumps uh, along mm. the way, and I suppose it's how you react to those uh, road bumps. And f- from my own point of view, I suppose look, I've had many, many road bumps, um, and I suppose I'd like to think that you know I've reacted re- well and, and responded well to, to hitting those road bumps along the way in, in in life. And I suppose it's it's the lessons you learn from hitting those road road bumps. Um, what are the best lessons you've ever learned, John, along the way? Yeah, well, look, I suppose from your own point of view, I've, I've had many kind of, uh, many setbacks, like, you know what I mean? I suppose, mm. you know, from, you know, from my own point of view, I suppose, it, I suppose well documented that, you know, it probably wouldn't have been probably an easy team to, to deal with. Um, and I suppose, you know, I've probably got, got into one or two scenarios that, you know, when I when I reflect and look back on, um, I'm not proud of. But I suppose if it was anyone else, I suppose they could have went in in an opposite direction. Mm-hmm. You know, but for me, I suppose, and for anyone out there, you know, if you if you make mistakes, people are going to make mistakes in life. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's only natural. I'm sure you've made mistakes. Mm, plenty. The, the best. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best of people have have made mm. many many mistakes. Um, and look, I hold my hand up. I've I've made mistakes but I'd like to think that you know I've, I've learned from the mistakes and you mm-hmm. know pushed on and, and, and become a better person and I think I think the people that anyone that does know me and they look back on, on, on the journey that I've come in the last probably about 20-20 years I suppose you know they can say that you know Jesus he's after turning into a really really good person like you know and that's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself to be able to say that you know that uh, 
you know, I would say to turn things around and, you know, look back and reflect and say, you know what, to think of where, where I came from to where I am now, you know, you talk about winning all Ireland medals, that for me is nearly, it's nearly as good as winning all Ireland medals, you know. Mm, absolutely. And it's more lasting in many ways. I mean, I think when I, you know, think about you, John, I, I, I see someone that's grown enormously over the last, you know, 20, 25 years, you know, on a personal level. And I'm sure it's influenced. I know you're a family man. You love beautiful family and, you know, your own experiences and your own growth and journey in life. I'm sure it's influenced now how you are as a parent yourself. Oh, yeah, 100 percent, I suppose. Mark, when you become a parent, you have a totally different outlook on life. I mean, when you're single, I mean, you only can you can kind of be a bit small, a bit selfish. And, you know, you only, mm. your only outlook on life is probably yourself, like probably your, your parents and. Your uh, look, I have two sisters as well. I suppose your sisters, and once, once they're okay, like you know. But even back then, like you know, when I was growing up, you know, I kind of, I used to be always kind of, you know, you can be small, bit selfish. You think, think of yourself, like you know, once, once I'm okay, you know, that's all that matters. Like, but I suppose when when kids come on the horizon, I suppose uh, changes everything. Like you know, and uh, everything is everything is geared towards towards. Uh, towards your kids. I mean, you'll be, you become second or, or a good second mm-hmm. in, in life. And I suppose you go on then, you, you, you get married then as well, but everything is geared towards them. Waking up in the morning, you know, going to work, you have responsibility then, responsibility kicks in where, you know, you've got to put food on the table, you know, and... Uh, and you take your responsibilities seriously in that, in that way, don't you? And I mean, I think really, John, that really comes back to your values. Yeah, well, look, and I suppose... It, it comes back to the, to the values of, uh, you know, when you were, when you were a kid yourself, you know, that, you know, times are tough, you know, I mean, mm. there was often times where when we were growing up, you know, that you didn't get everything, like, you know, there was no foreign holidays, you know, the, the only holiday that you went on mm-hmm. was the holiday of the Chamor. The only holiday I knew of was that, you know, the holiday of the back road of Chamor, mm-hmm. you know, and there were great times and, you know, you had to, your mother and father had to work hard to, to put food on the table and, and you know, so, sometimes it was, it, it, it was, it was difficult, you know what I mean? And we're not going to shy away from that. And I suppose, but, you know, when you, when you come back and, you know, you become a, a parent yourself, you know, you say to yourself, well, you know, uh, you're, you reflect and say, well, look, things weren't easy back then. And, you know, you have to value what, what, what you have now. And, you know, you have to, you think that, you know, it's not, everything is not going to last forever. And that thankfully I'm able to look, look on now and say, look, look, I'm, I'm probably able to give to my kids that apart from things that probably I want to be able to get back, back back at such a young age. And that's 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 true hard work and you know, you always want to just give them the, the, the best and try and set them up for try and set them up for the for their future and give them a give them a good future and uh, that's what that's that's the drive that you have and you know to be able to wake up in the morning and not miss a day's work day's work and you know, I'm probably with the company I'm in now fifteen years now and there's often been days where you could be dying in the bed and you'd say to yourself, well, look, you know, the easiest thing is to stay in the bed, but, you know, I'm 15 years in and now, you know, getting up at half five in the morning, quarter past five, six o'clock in the morning and get up out of bed. And in those 15 years, I've never missed a day just, you know, because it's just the drive that's in you, like, you know, and a bit like from, from when you're on the pitch, like, you know, you just want to, you want to try and achieve the best. And uh, I suppose that's what you want to do and try and achieve the best and try and give your kids a, as, as good as life you can, you know. Would I be right saying you're a spiritual person, John? I, I, I am now. Well, well, I always was, but I suppose 
spiritual point of view, I suppose, I suppose there was an altar boy in, in St. Paul's. I suppose, again, the 80s. It's different times. Back in the 80s, Mark, the Catholic Church was, I suppose, look, it was... It was massive in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember back in back Sundays, you know, you were standing room only. Well, you you know, your 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 mother would say, "Well, look, get over to the church." Like you know, the first thing was like you know, you know, you were hunted over to the church. Didn't matter whether you, whether you didn't want to go or what you call it. Over you went, like you know. And I remember back then, like you, you couldn't even get a seat in the church. Like it was it was so packed. And back then, sure, all the shops were closed. And remember the the, mm-hmm. the, the pubs had closed from 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 two to four. And then it became an altar boy in in Saint Paul's then for 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 a couple of years. And I suppose like anything else, it's it's kind of an age thing, isn't it? You kind of mm-hmm. go on and you kind of teenage years, and you kind of you kind of go away from it. You know, so we make your confirmation, your, your communion, and uh, I suppose you go away from then your twenties. Then you kind of go off and you you know you're single, you live your own life, and you know, I think it's probably, uh, I wouldn't say it's 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 uncool, it, you know, you want to be kind of, I wouldn't say it's kind of a, you know, kind of a real macho thing, like, you know, to be to be going into a church. But as you, as you get older, like, you know, I always had faith, like, you know, you'd always pray and things things were, you know, if things were going again, yeah, you'd always, you know, open up to himself or, you know, kind of reach out to, to someone up there. I suppose then, I suppose, look, as, as you get older and you hit, hit that age, then you, your kids come along and you say to yourself, well, look, you want to put them through what you went through and let them make up their own mind then. I suppose, you know, I, I, I kind of went back, started going back to church and, you know, started uh, bringing their faith back into my life and, you know, giving my kids the opportunity then to say, well, look, you know, get them through the, their Holy Communion and, and Confirmation and then let them decide what, what path they want to they wanna go down. It's probably a pity, really, the way that the, the Catholic Church is, is probably gone in a way. Like, you know, it's it's probably sad to see. But look, and look, I'm not not one to say about the Catholic Church, I suppose. Uh, it's a personal thing for you, isn't it? Ah, well, no, look, I suppose, look, the Catholic Church has been, a lot of people have been the victims of, of, the, of, of the Catholic Church and, you know, some awful things have been, been done over the years. Mm. But I don't think everyone should be tarnished with, with the same brush. I mean, you look at a man like a, like a father, Pat Fitzgerald, who I yes. would have... An awful lot of time for. He's a um, wonderful man. An, an absolute, you know, when I was probably going through low times, you know, he was like, he was like a counsellor to me, like, you know, mm-hmm. Father Pat Fitzgerald and, you know, he, uh, look what he's after doing for the, for the, for the parish of St. Paul's or, I Absolutely. Mean, I mean, he was at your, your, uh, your, your book launch and he's just an incredible man, like, and. He really is. You know, and I just don't think someone like him should be kind of tarnished with the, with, with the same brush and, um, everything is evolving, Mark, and, Will it ever get back to the way it was? Most certainly not. But maybe from a Catholic church point of view, maybe they've got to, to open up and, you know, maybe go with the times and maybe maybe try something different. I mean, I mean, look, GA, your work life, everything is changing. And I suppose... The only constant is change. Yeah, and I suppose look, they got to go, like, what have they got to do to kind of probably entice people to go back to church? And, you know, I suppose I, I, I reflect on a story and myself and Tony Brown, probably one of the funniest stories ever back in 2003 when the All-Star trip and uh, two of us after a heavy night before, we ended up uh, ended up going to Mass over and over in um, Phoenix, Arizona. It was, we ended up in Vegas. That, that We ended up pushing on to Vegas but incredible trip, but seven Tony reflecting on it. It's probably one of the best masses we were ever at. We were we were still probably <laughs> <laughs> we were still buckled from the night from the night before, but I'll never forget it, the entertainment there and you know I'll never forget the priest then he, he offered mm-hmm. the whole the whole church to come over for breakfast after the after mm-hmm. the church and maybe something like that, maybe the Catholic Church need to do maybe mm-hmm. once a month or every two weeks. You know, you look at St. Paul's they've the they've the hall order 
offer people in for for a, for a breakfast maybe once a month or you know go a different a- avenue with, with with school kids maybe maybe build it up that way but yeah no look I I think I I'm glad I I'm 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 kind of gone back bringing a bit of faith back into back into mm. my life um, other people are different I'm not going to tell people what, what to do like you know but it's working for you it, it most helps with, yeah 100% it, mm. it most certainly helps with uh, with my mindset going forward like you know and uh, I think it could most certainly help with others as well like you know I mean mindset of course is <clears throat> such an important word and you know, there's been so much spoken about mental health and, and health in general, you know, particularly since, I suppose, since COVID, but even even before that. I mean, how do you stay healthy yourself, John? How do I stay healthy? A lot of walking. It wouldn't be heavy in the run. I think walking is great. Used to bring the dog for, for a lot of walks. He's he's not going out as much now the, the last couple of months, but a lot, a lot of walking. Love walking. Walking is great because it's quite mindful as an exercise it's repetitive and Hippocrates once said you know if you're in a bad mood go for a walk yeah. if you're still in a bad mood go for another walk you know yeah well I suppose that was evident from from lockdown one I mean everyone was going through everyone was walking weren't they and mm. sure Jesus people going for two three walks a walks a day and uh, I've never come in after a walk and said felt bad after a walk mm. I've always felt great after a walk mm. Now look, there's often been times where I say to yourself, oh Jesus, do I, do I, do I, do I want to go for a walk? Or she said, do you want to come for a walk? But uh, they're doing four or five kilometres, six kilometres. Nothing like it. Even throwing a bit of, you know, the earphones in, listening to a podcast, listening to the radio, listening to a bit of music. Ah, there's nothing like it, you know, it's super for the mind, you know. Something you said to me that I just want to repeat to our listeners just before we went on air was you said, and it was such words of wisdom, every day is a learning day. And you were, you, this, I, I like this idea, idea as well of never stop learning, never stop growing, never stop improving. And you were talking about that in the context of, you know, your new passion for, for radio commentary. And do you think that's a key strength of yours, a key value this idea of never stop learning, make every day a learning day. Oh, hundred percent. Today you think you know everything is the day it's all over, man. You know, um, constantly picking up things. No, not even from from radio, even from a coaching point of view, even from you know a playing point of view. You know, you're constantly watching everything. You know, trying to pick up on things. And I suppose, okay, from that point of view, I suppose you got to surround yourself with with good people too. You know, and, and let those people know that you don't know everything or, mm. you know, people think probably from a playing point of view or a coaching point of view or don't let those people that you surround yourself with think that, oh, this lad knows everything because the lads that you surround yourself with, you know, they're very, they're just as important as, as yourself, like, you know. Absolutely. And you're, you've hit the nail on the head. They say actually from research that we become like the five people we spend most time with. And that's why we must have people around us that are going to, <coughs> you know, strengthen us and support us and encourage us and maybe challenge us at times to yeah. be the best version of ourselves. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I suppose feedback is, mm. you know, feedback is... The breakfast of champions. Yeah, <laughs> someone said that once. Oh, I think it's very 100, true. Hundred percent. You know, mm. you know, positive feedback. But you've also got to be able to, uh, you know, be mindful that there's going to be times where feedback will come back, and uh, it might be as pleasant to, to hear. Mm. But you know, you as you're saying, you take the good with the bad. What's the best lesson you've ever learned, John? The best lesson I've ever learned is uh, probably just be yourself. Mm. Um, never change the person. 
That's one thing I have never, ever done. I've never, ever changed a person. I'm still the same person I was when I'm 16, 17 years of age. And you you can probably vouch for that. Absolutely. I think uh, you see that like over the years, like, you know, with, with people, if, you know, they can go beyond themselves, like, you know, they can probably from a, from a, from a plain point of view, it could be political point of view, it mm. could be from a, a person getting, a, you know, upskilling and getting a, high end job you know they forget about you know Johnny that they grew up with or whatever but mm. I can safely say that uh, you know I've never ever ever changed a person I'm still the same person and probably that's the one probably valuable lesson I've, I've learned over the years is you know just stay true to yourself just just be yourself don't try to be someone that you're not and I think that's where an awful lot of people fall down I'm still a John Bellan of, of 20, 25 years ago, you know. Absolutely. And I can vouch for that too. And this idea of staying grounded, staying connected to your roots, never forget who you are and where you came from. I think that's, I think that's massively important for all of us. Yeah, 100%. And I suppose another one was, you know, go back to Tony, Tony Brown was like, the, the, where you were in the, in the camp and Tony was like the father figure. And uh, I remember Twitter and, 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 and Facebook started coming on the rise. And, you know, I remember, remember Tony back in, it was 2009 and, You'd always ask, go to Tony, and if you had something to ask, or if you were a bit confused on something, you know, you'd always go to Tony and say to Tony, like, you throw something in his direction, he'd either give you one or two answers, like, he'd either give you a straight answer, or he'd either give you the other <laughs> answers, let me go away and think about that. And I remember the, the day, I remember down the back of the bus, and it was all Twitter and Facebook was coming on the horizon, and I just asked the Brown, I said to Brown, I said, uh, Brown, what do you make of this Twitter and Facebook? He said, well, you won't be of a voice, he said, stay well away from it. He said, and I said, why is that? He said, the least people know about you, the better, he said. Mm -hmm. And to that day, he said, I never went near uh, Twitter or Facebook or social media. And I'm the type of person, Mark, as well, that I kind of keep, kind of keep myself to myself. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of, uh, I don't leave too many people into, into me, into my own, into my circle. Um, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of keep people at, at arm's length. I, I'd leave, you know, I'm, that's not being any way disrespectful to people, but, uh, I just believe, you know, my, my circle is, is, is my family and uh, they're, the only, they're the people who probably know me best. Um, and then, as you always saying, as Tony Brown would say, I keep, keep everyone guessing then, Mark. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're looking back to your 18-year-old self now, John, what, what might you say to him? Probably back then, I'd say most certainly go to college. You know what I mean, I mm. suppose, okay. No, certainly then there, like, you know, cause, uh, probably didn't really know what it was kind of, didn't know what I wanted to do back then. Like, you know, everything was great, was, was geared towards playing sport, but most certainly probably would have been, uh, yeah, probably to push on and go to the third level. But I suppose look, the norm now seems to be, you know, second level seems to be just kind of, uh, you know, a foundation towards going on the, on the third level, which is, which is uh, fantastic to see. But uh, yeah, from being 18, I suppose, uh, that's probably the one regret I have is probably not pushing on and, and, go, and going to third level. But, you know, one, once, once, once I look back for a lad that didn't go to college, you know, I went down and, and served me time with Donegal Galarkin in uh, GNL Electrical. And then, um, you know, for a lad that didn't go to college, I'm, I'm not doing too bad, you know. Well, John, I think life is about continuous learning and continuous growth. And I think you're, you're doing that in spades. And I think that's the real education in life is to be able to reflect, as you said earlier, learn from your experiences and grow. Yeah, look, 100%. Uh, I'm 40 years of age now. 40 years young. For, well, look, <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, look, I'm in a good place at the moment, I suppose. Look, and uh, at the end of the day, Mark, you don't know what tomorrow brings. No. Uh, you, you can't plan for two, three years' time or five years' time. You said you're you're in a good place, which I know clearly you are. And you, you've always struck me as being a very grateful person, a very appreciative person for who you have in your life or what's going well. Is gratitude something that's important to you, John? Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, I'm very grateful that I have four wonderful kids. I'm grateful that I have a... Uh, a wonderful wife and Stephanie own. I'm grateful for what my mother and father have to do with, do with me over the years and are continuing to do for me. Um, yeah, and I'm just 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 grateful for everyone who's who's helped me over the years and and give me the opportunities. Never thought I, I, uh, doors would have would have opened for me back uh, back down through the years. And yeah, look, it's it's if if the next ten years or five years or if the man above lets me. Uh, see the pathway to those those years in the future and if they're as good as the the last couple of years I'll be I'll be extremely grateful but uh, you know for me or the whether it's next week tomorrow next year next couple of years for however long I'm here for if I'm happy as I am now I'll be I'll be forever grateful you know what makes you happy John what makes me happy seeing my kids do well and do well in life I suppose from my own point of view See me club, De La Salle doing well. Yeah. Uh, see Waterford doing well. Hopefully one day winning all Ireland. Absolutely. That would make us all happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, please God, it's it's not too far away. And look, just enjoying life, enjoying things, you know, being able to wake up in the morning and be grateful that you're fit, mm. you're healthy. And look, touch wood that you're your family around you are living in the moment appreciating those around yeah, you yeah I suppose you have to I mean I mean, and you're a giver as well John I mean it's, it's it's very obvious I mean I know you give so much back to your own club in terms of the coaching and yeah 100% but look one thing I've I, I've probably found over the years is that it's alright to say no mm. it's alright to say no um, I've found over the years that you know if the phone could be hopping and ringing go here will you do this and yeah I'll do this but as, as you get older sometimes you have to say that you know mm. it's okay to say no you know and I think the person on the other side of the phone if you know if, if they've anything about them they'll understand that you know Absolutely. that it's it's okay to say no and I'm sure look it's 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 like we're here now but I've I've you know said to you in the past oh, Mark, I can't do this or the time doesn't seem me to do mm. it and I've had other podcasts on to me and I've said, look, it just doesn't, doesn't, uh, it doesn't suit me. In contrast to the previous years, I'd, I'd always say yes to everything. But well, I think I just found that it's, 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 you know, it's, it's okay to say no to things, you know. I think it's more than okay to say no. I think it's a, such an important idea, the idea that you have to say no to maybe interesting things, no to things that are potentially good things. So you can say yes to what matters most. Say yes to yourself. Yes to your own family. Well, that's that's the most important thing. And I've 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 said yes to things in the past, and it hasn't suited me. It mm. Hasn't suited me. And and you know, you say to yourself, you look back and you say, well, why did I do that? Like you know, I I only done it mm. for the sake of of doing it. But now, if it doesn't suit me, I won't do it. Like. Well, if I had known that very important piece of wisdom when I was your age, I'd have been delighted because that's something that's taken me a long, long time to learn that uh, that it is okay to say no. And uh, I know a lot of people who can never say no to requests or whatever. And it's and you end up just chasing your tail. So it's really important to become very focused on 
what matters. Yeah, and look, it's 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 no disrespect to the people that, are, that I've said no to in the past, but, uh, you know, there's been many, many, many instances where, you know, you, just for my own well-being, you know, and, and you know, if, if, if you take on too much, I think in life and, you know, you continue to say yes and I think you can, it can lead to stress and I, I try mm-hmm. to avoid stress at all, at all, at all costs. You know, I think I'd like to think that like, I, have a, I, have a, I have a happy, happy balance in life between work and, 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 and time and I think that's important. Like, it is. You know, time, having time to yourself, I think is really, really important. You know, I think you see many people out there, right, probably have a top job, they're probably working all hours of the, all hours of the clock, but are they really happy though, Mark? You know, I'm, I know for a fact that like, you know, I go out, get up early in the morning, get me calls done, and I'm home, mm. half one, and I'm able to collect the kids then, 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 then every day. And, Which is fantastic. And I think know, you're very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, and look, other other people are not able to do that. Like, you know, I'm supposed to company that I work for, PHS Washrooms, they're fantastic. The company, uh, they're a fantastic company to work for and they're, they've been really good to me over the years. And, uh, you know, but I just think that's that's important in life that, uh, you know, you can you take on too much and... Value your time, as you say. Yeah, look, uh, totally, totally. Mm. I think, you know, you've, you've, you've got to get that balance right and, uh, you know, having time for yourself, mm. you know, I think you can... If you take on too much, you well, don't have, you don't have time for yourself. You know, I think your your mindset can get all mm. bamboozled. It can get all flustered and cluttered. Yeah, you know, cluttered. And I I I try to as much as possible try and have it have it have a clear a clear head. Well, I think that's really important, and I think a clarity of mind and a clear head comes from stillness and having some quiet time where you can just be yourself relax and not be literally chasing your tail all the time. And I think stilling the mind is such a valuable thing to do. Yeah, and that goes back to the church. And look, I've I've been quoted before as saying like, you know, the world we're living in today now, it's just, you know, go, 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 go. You know, you go back to the first lockdown. Why did everyone love it so much? Because it was just, you know, it was slow down pace, like, you know, where you didn't have to be here, you didn't have to be there. And, you know, you could cook, cook the dinner whatever time, whatever time you like. Everyone was spending together with, with with their families. And I think that was probably the first lockdown. I think, look, it's a difficult time we're living through at the moment. But I think when people reflect over the last two years, those first three, four months, you know, and look, I know people have to, you have to bear in mind that, that an awful lot of people lost, lost their loved ones as well. We can't, we can't forget that. But I think those first three, four months, albeit it was, it was crazy times, I think it was... Uh, some fabulous times when, when you look back on to see what you went through and the quality time you were in to spend mm. with your family, you know. It's a theme I've heard again and again, John, people reevaluating, reconnecting with their purpose, getting out in nature more, slowing down, appreciating the really simple things in life. The lads who, who own the coffee shops now at the moment seem to be mm-hmm. seem to be flying, you know, just getting out there and having 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 a, a, a cup of coffee and from our point of view in Waterford we're we're absolutely blessed in what we have on our doorstep. Like, you know, you can compare it to it. other parts of the country. I mean, we're very lucky. Blessed. The Greenway, the beaches, the Ah, I mean, mean, it's all there. As I said, I've, I've been quoted when, when the News and Star were, were uh, doing a piece on why we got forwarded, you know, the top place to live in, live in Ireland. I mean, you look at where we're living. Like, I mean, you have 10 minutes out the road, you have Tremor, you have the Comer Mountains, you have the Greenway. Last Christmas went up around the V, the v up around the, uh, up around Lismore in the Tipperary, F- fabulous Lismore Castle. You know, Dungarvan is a vibrant town, fabulous town. You know, you've heard more. This is 
this county is just it's a magic place to live in. Like, Absolutely. You know, and you could see the attraction why why we were voted the number one place to live in to live in Ireland. And I think in the next 10, 15 years, you know, our kids hopefully that they won't go away and I don't think they, they should should have to go away hopefully there'll be enough here to, to, to keep them here in, in Waterford I think uh, I can see I can see if I can see Waterford taking off in the next 10-15 years and because um, we, ha- we have everything like you know we have everything hopefully look the university status you know that will come um, and, and kick in, kick into play, and hopefully we can get the the airport back up and. You're running. beginning to sound like a politician now. Ah, Sean. well, no, look, you know, you, <laughs> well, look, you, you, you're talking about being being passionate for 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 Waterford. I suppose. Look, we only want what's best for for our, for our own place and for for the region as well. Like, no, you know, absolutely. I mean, we're no, we're no different to you know to what others want up in their own counties. And you know, why why can't we have the best? Like, I mean, I mean, why can't we compete with the likes of the the Corks, the Limericks, the Galways, and that? Like, you know, it's. Absolutely. There's no reason why we can't like, and I just think in the next 10, 15 years, you're probably going to see even probably more people up in Dublin. Like, you know, I think I just don't think that's mm. sustainable the way the way Dublin has gone up. No. That I think you're going to even see more people moving out of Dublin and, and moving down to places like Waterford, you know, because um, we have everything. I would agree. And it's really interesting. I mean, I'm a great <coughs> lover of history. And if you look back, you know, look back five or six centuries, back to the Middle Ages, Waterford was such an important trading port and was such a big place in, in European terms and had a massive amount of trade with Europe and so on. And I can really see Waterford in the South East really fulfilling its potential in the next decade and generation. Because as you said, there's so many natural amenities here. People value environment now. People value nature. People value having short commute times. People value quality of life more than ever. Yeah, 100%, I suppose. Okay, we're a motorway up, up to Dublin, like an hour, an hour and a half. I mean, you can, it's nearly full motorway down to the, the coast road, down to Cork and, and Limerick. Cork's not too bad, I suppose, but I suppose Limerick, Limerick to Waterford, probably, they probably could end up doing something with that route, all right, Mark. But, but you know, I think you've, you've hit on something, I was just reflecting there, you've hit on something really important, which is this idea that as a parent, you wish that your children, when they grow up and do their thing and educate themselves and follow their, their dreams, that they can come and nest and stay in their own area. And I think that's a really important idea, no matter what part of Ireland you're living in. And of course, I mean, when, when, when my dad was, was a young man, he had to emigrate to London, your dad had to emigrate um, when you were only eleven because there wasn't the work in Ireland. Yeah, and look, that's changing now. Yeah, and look from from your own point of view, I suppose. Look, I would have learned an awful lot going over and back to London. I suppose mm. off the course of the nineties, and would have seen an awful lot, uh, and would have seen you know would open my eyes to. I mean, you're going from from Waterford to forty five thousand people, fifty thousand people to to London. Like you're, you're going what? landing in Heathrow Airport and you know there's oh, 12 million like you know and you're kind of like you don't be long learning like you know the, what's out there like you know and uh, I'd be straight with you like I have four kids and do you want them to travel? Most certainly. Do you want them to live in the other side of the world? I don't. You know I'd rather have everyone around here and there's no reason why we can't have them around here because Absolutely. You know I think uh, we've some some excellent people who are, who are putting the word out there standing up for us you know, and uh, I think a bit more drive, a bit more push, sell the place a bit more. I think COVID brought that home as well. A, a, a number of people I've met whose <coughs> kids are in Australia or whatever and during COVID, when they really, they knew they couldn't travel or they mm. couldn't travel home. It really brought that sense of distance back into the equation. And I think, you know, having people around you as you get older, it's a, it's a lovely idea. Yeah, well, look, the world, the world now is not like what it was, what, 20, 30 years ago, Mark. Let's be honest, people, like, I mean, you jump on a plane now. I know it's uh, extraordinary. You know, you're you can be in Australia and what 
24 hours. You can be in London in an hour and 10 minutes. You can be in America six to seven hours. And I suppose like the, back then, I suppose you're probably priced out of, of, of going, to, going to those places now. So, and look, with, with Skype and you know, Zoom now, but it's it's not the same, though, being able to... You can't beat human connection. Ah, you can't, like, you can't, like, mean, mean to be able to, you know, one day if your your kids and to not be on their own, own house and, you know, even from my own point of view, like, my own mother minding the kids, you mm. know, if I wanted to go away and I'd like to think one day if, if grandkids come along and I'm still mm. around that, you know, you're you're there to, to help out. Absolutely. I think that's important, like, you know. It is massively important. And if you look at blue zones, areas around the world where people have, you know, a 300% increased chance of living a full active engaged life beyond the age of 90, one of the key components of these areas, whether you're looking at Sardinia or islands off Greece or off, off Japan or whatever, is this concept of community and the concept of the extended family and the concept of, you know, that the grandparents are an integral part of the of the family and, and the network is la- is wide and it's large and there's a great sense of interconnection. I think there's Waterford when people need a little dig out or, you know, are in a low place. There's no better people than, than more for people to, you know, to, to rally around. Yeah, to, 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 to I, I would second people, that. I've know. seen that so many times over the years, how kind, how compassionate and how generous people can be to other people that are in need. I mean, oh, I've seen it so often, yeah, so look, many examples. Yeah, I've seen many examples now, even even recently, uh, you know, with that RT. SOS doing up the yes. house and you know to come together and you know seeing what what you generosity know. of spirit it's oh, it was it was it was, it was in, incredible absolutely incredible as I keep saying we make a living with what we get we make a life with what we give to others and I mean it really you know for me in my life as a doctor giving giving to others you know gives me tremendous purpose and a sense of meaning and I know it does for you too yeah well look and and. I suppose it doesn't take much to be to be nice. And look, there's been there's been many instances where I've probably seen, you know, where you come out and say, oh, you know, why did I do that? Or I shouldn't have done that. And I didn't mean to do that. And you kind of say to yourself, oh, why did I do that? But there's no malice in it, like when you reflect on it. But I'd like to think that, you know, I, I'd go out of way and, you know, I'd, I'd have time for, for everybody and I'd have word for everybody. Or, you know, if anyone asks anything of me, and that's the favour. I'm always there to uh, There's no doubt about to, that. To, uh, doubt, you know. And actions do speak louder than words. And you demonstrate through your actions, your commitment to other people and your commitment to your community. And I really think that's wonderful, John. Could you give our listeners three take homes for a kind of a resilient mind, for, you know, for a strong mindset? What, what, what three things would be important to you, John? Yeah, well, look, we're after kind of touching on, on a few of them there. I suppose, look, exercise would be, would be most certainly maybe one of them. Positivity is, is crucial that, you know, you, 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 you remain positive. And from your own point of view then, I suppose, having a bit of faith, you know, being able to switch off and go in and light a candle and just, you know, have those kind of bit of time where you can just switch off and just zone out and I won't say a form of a, a meditation, but, you know, just kind of reach out to someone that... Might be here, might be a loved one that that isn't here, loved one that's that's gone, and I just find those three things: exercise, positivity, and having having a bit of faith. And you know, those are the three things that keep me keep my mind in a good place. You know. Well, I think that's wonderful advice. And John, finally, for you, what's the meaning of life? Yeah, the meaning of life for me is just to be able to wake up every morning, be able to put on my shoes and walk out the door, being have a, have a smile on my face every day. Just giving the best I can for 
to to my family, but my wife and my, and my kids and a happy, a happy wife, a happy life. And uh, you know, once once the kids are are happy and 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 uh, herself at home, Stephanie is happy. I think that has a knock on effect of, of of yourself being happy. You know. Well, John, that's fantastic. You know, I want to say how grateful I am to have had you on the doctor's chair. Keep leading in your own way. Keep being an inspiration, you know, when we listen to the All-Ireland series and in everything else that you do. But more importantly, John, just keep being yourself. Thanks a million. Cheers, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com. 